do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. something right. Oof. Oh man, it is Friday night and the mood is right. The uh, bonus episode of the Mark Order podcast here on the Shining Wizards Network. Ryan, I don't know about you, but uh, that was so good. Uh, I think I need a smoke there. My goodness, we got props. Oof. My goodness, Ryan. I don't know how I'm feeling right now. Um, well, we should we should first off before we get into anything. Um, Shining Wizards podcast. Uh, bonus episode number two. What podcast? What did I say? Oh, Shiny Wizards Shiny. Network. See, that's why I'm so spent, Ryan. I'm fucking blew my wad. Uh, it's the Mark Order podcast on the Shining Wizards Network. Bonus episode number two. It's the two live crew on a Friday night. Two for me, two for you, two Ryan. For you. That's right. I think, Man. uh, if you're wondering how you feel, Mike Pearson described it. And that was <laughs> my goodness. Um, what a show. What a show. So uh, in case people aren't aware, it is Friday night. We haven't changed the uh, normal scheduling for this show. But tonight, if you're living under a rock, you didn't know that there was a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Ring of Honor returned with a Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor XV. What is that? 15? Whatever. You could call it 2022. Uh, it doesn't matter. But Schlong, this was the relaunch, basically, of uh, Ring of Honor and the first show of the Tony Khan era. What do you it's have to weird. say? It feels weird. <laughs> um, I think we could, So, I mean, the show is amazing from 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 pre-show. To, to the end just non-stop it was as good as advertised if not better i think we did we got i don't want to say we got all we didn't get some things answered tonight now there's a post I'm, if people see i'm going to be trying to keep up on twitter because there is a post show skirt media scrum so if anything sure. breaks while we're talking i'll try to put i think we at least got some idea of what the relationship between roh and aew will be a little and it bit appears to be very tight very like I think, tight yeah um like a duck's asshole 
tight. Yeah, they seem to be running together, which I'm fine with. I do still. We'll get into it because um, there, there's some comments out there about certain th- way things went. But overall, gee, dear God, he delivered, and the the crowd there was amazing. They made it feel way bigger than it actually was, which was really nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, we're here because we are going to discuss this show. That's all we're going to do tonight. So I hope you're ready. We're going to talk about Supercard of Honor. We're going to give you our analysis and breakdown. We're not doing any commercials. We're not doing any other bullshit. So it's just going to be me and Schlong talking for a little bit. And, of course, all of our friends hanging out in the chat. Um Please feel free to chat us up and let let us know what you thought of the show. Uh, Some of the comments in there now we are not going to put up because they are spoilers and we're going to get there as we get through the show. But um, if you don't want to know what happened and you haven't seen Supercard of Honor, stop listening. It's okay. Come back and listen to us in podcast form or watch us on uh, on the YouTubes. Right, Ryan? Exactly. We'll we'll still this will be up tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. So whatever time you want, you should watch the show. Like if you're listening to us, I highly doubt we're that entertaining where you're wanting to listen to us because you didn't watch it. True. It it is really fun. It was a as fun of, of any show that I've watched in a long time. It it was a great I, I, Honestly, I don't know what else to say. It was a great fucking show. And we're going to talk about it right now, Ryan. So let's just let's dive in. We're going to go through everything, including the pre-show. So um, so in the pre-show, we had uh, a couple matches here. And and I want to also talk about a couple things that I noticed right off the bat with uh, with the pre-show and uh, some of the other things. Um, Ryan, I love Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman. What a great duo and so glad that they were here to call everything tonight. I loved it. I agree. The only thing I'll make a comment is, is Ian Riccoboni cannot pronounce Denise Salcedo's name worth a damn. Of course. It's just really funny. And I don't know why it made me laugh, but just came back and was like, Denise Sacalito or I was like, wow, you, (laughs) you just did not know that name. Yeah, he did not say it right. But other, I mean, other than that, listen, I love Rick commentary Bonnie. team. Yeah. And him and Caprice jive, you know, mesh so well together. So, <clears throat> you know, obviously there are still some details as to what's going to happen with the Ring of Honor. Nothing is for certain. I don't believe we've had any sort of indication as to who is under contract and who might be doing what. But I would hope that they keep Rick Abani around for uh commentary and if they don't at least keep him involved with ring of honor have him do something please dear god with aew there is plenty of of commentating to go around he the man deserves a job he's phenomenal yeah i mean regardless of how tight aew and roh run together i think you're still going to want them to have look or appear different and one of the ways is going to is commentary is the easiest way to do that Voices that appear nowhere else but on the show, and and Riccoboni and, and Caprice are, are, I mean Ikaba, Ian Ikaba, Riccoboni, sorry, I'm saying calling him Ikaboni. Riccoboni is probably <laughs> the best play-by-play guy going right now, um, or at least you can put him in the, the discussion. And Caprice, while you know there's as good, I'd say color guys, they mix together, so For sure. I wouldn't want to bring someone else in just because their flow is so good. Um, and with and you know Caprice, you always have the ability that he can wrestle. So right, 
And not that I like my announcers getting into that, but it does always at least have the potential of a little bit of a fun storyline if you want to use it. Sure. Um, I did notice that we didn't get uh, ROH referees tonight, did we? They look like AEW, all the AEW guys. Yeah, we did not. So I wanted to mention that too. I was a little uh, upset we didn't get Todd. Okay, you and I know I've been, ve- I've been very critical of Todd. Matt has called me a fraud in the past because when we were in Baltimore for the final finalist uh the final battle final final finalist battle of all battles to be battled uh we were there and i think it was about four in the morning uh we shared a uh an elevator up with uh todd and uh we got off i didn't say a word and matt told me i was a fraud because i didn't tell him i thought he was terrible at his job and honestly i said it's four o'clock the guy just lost his job i don't think he needs to hear it from me but that's my side of the story Anyway, would have been nice to see Todd. Uh, but I believe um, I believe everybody had a tie, perhaps, to Ring of Honor at some point. Uh, and if they didn't, they used AEW referees, but they didn't have the patch on, right? So um, I hear what you're saying. I definitely would have liked to see some of the Ring of Honor referees, but I thought everybody did a pretty good job tonight from a refereeing standpoint. It wasn't an insult on the referees, just something I noticed because and and Todd was really the reason because he's so synonymous with Ring of Honor. I feel like I want him back there. It would be a shame for him to lose that because the guy has been so synonymous with him. And that's not to say he's not going to come in the future. Maybe this one. I mean, I think before we we're going to go the card through the card and I'll I'll save my overall thought on this to the end because it does apply, but it many applies here. When did Tony Khan announce he was buying um, ROH? In February, right? It was March, I want to say 6th. Okay, so it was March 6th. So he's he's had this thing for less than a month. I mean, I know the deal's been going longer than that. You don't just want, but like, he's owned it for less. He's had no time to negotiate contracts. Right, maybe it was March not- 9th, Ryan. I'm sorry, I'm looking for a Wednesday here. The 6th was a Sunday. I think it was the 9th, regardless, yes. early March. Yeah. So you don't have any time to negotiate contracts and it's hard to negotiate contracts when you don't have your TV or streaming deal set up yet, because how do you know how often you're going to be running these guys and at what money you're going to be running these guys? Because so things like that, and we'll get into some of the decisions made on the card tonight, because I do believe that played a huge part in it. Um, Guy like Todd. Now I don't think Todd's super expensive, but it just might've been a pretty standard for the exception of someone like Rick who's, very noticeable you're going to stay away from trying to hire anyone just because you're like let's not uh let's not i don't have the contract yet basically right well i mean <clears throat> listen it's it's still something i think they're going to uh figure out right i think that there's still a little bit of kind of flex in their play um, oh, yeah. and I'm sure that obviously we just also don't know all the details. Right. So, um, uh, so we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there. There's still, um, there is still some time to kind of get all the, uh, all the information. And by the way, I'm looking it up, Ryan, because I hate, uh, hate getting it wrong. It looks like the announcement was made, um, on the March But my calendar's oh he March second. My apologies. So it came right before Revolution. I was couldn't remember if it came right before or after. So it was the March second episode of uh, of uh, Dynamite that he announced that they were buying Ring of Honor. 
So not um, even a full month. I mean, we're just stay short, month. but like, yeah. Again, that I, I think we're gonna get into. I mean, I'm. It's not really well. I can't spoil a review show, really, but we're gonna have to talk about the way the decisions went because they all definitely lean yep. heavy one side. Yep. And I will firmly say that I I think the timing has to do with that. And we'll get into more of that later, but yep. I also think it has to do with like Todd and certain things like that. Like, sure, those sure. are on contract. Riccaboni and Caprice are like you're going to hire them because they're so much the face of the company. Sure. But the other thing too, the other thing too, Ryan is some of these guys were already signed on to work this show. Right. So um, maybe this was their final kind of show and then we'll figure it out after this. So maybe you didn't have to worry about all that, but I hear exactly what you're saying. Um, The other thing I I noticed pretty much right off the bat, Ryan was the level of production seemed, uh, Seems pretty good. And now Ring of Honor production wasn't terrible before, but this was this was definitely better tonight, in in my opinion. Did you think so? It looked a little brighter. Not bright, but brighter. And I was very appreciative of that. Because I think one of the the, the downsides of Ring of Honor has been that it lo- always looked so dark. Like, and I get during the pandemic, they were trying to shield no audience. But even before that, like they just always had this, like, I guess it played to them a little bit, but like this grungy, like bar feel to it, almost like barely. Any, and I don't, I think they'd outgrown that. And I wanted the lights. Like you look at like impact for exception of the, the really loud ring. They have a nice presentation. They have a very bright, like, and I think that looks better than what ROH have been doing. And this to me look closer to what like impact does, which is brighter, Right. A little easier to see things. So I, I was, I, yeah, definitely an improvement on the, the presentation. So all that was noticed kind of right off the bat. And they obviously ran down the cards and everything in the pre-show. But we did get to see one of Kate's booze, Colt Boom Boom Cavana, and Blake Christian. Now, I think the way we'll do this, uh, Schlong, is we'll kind of do it like we do on Wednesday nights. We'll give the match, and then we'll talk about who won, and then we'll kind of give our thoughts, right? Yeah. So Colt Boom Boom Cabana winds up defeating Blake Christian. But in my opinion, this was a great showing for Blake Christian. Um, looks uh, really small, like maybe he can't do much. And boy, the guy goes out and puts on a show. Oh, he looks great. I mean, so I think for whatever reason, it, based on Twitter, there seemed to be two, two views on this. There was the crowd that like had been following ROH for from the beginning, and that's not, I'm not part of that crowd. So, I could, and then there was like the crowd that only been following the last couple of years, and they did not associate Cabana with ROH as much as they should. So they're like, "Oh, you're you know, yeah, this Christian, you know, Blake losing to to Cabana who doesn't really win on AEW." I'm like, Cabana is an ROH legend. Like he is. Yeah those early years, he was as much responsible for what went on there as anyone else. He doesn't get the credit because he was maybe not quite at like Joe's level or Danielson's level, but he was right there. So I thought the match was really good. I thought the, his, his comedy worked because Blake was so good at interacting with it. And Blake comes out looking like a million bucks. And then they would think he went and had a ultimate X match in for impact. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he did. Um, so just crazy. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, you you know, I think 
what you mentioned about Caban is valid. And I think sometimes it's because he is more of that quote unquote comedy style wrestling that maybe he doesn't get some of the respect he deserves. He's a very clean worker and um, you know, he, he is really good in the ring. Um, so I, I thought it was great. And, and don't forget too, he did commentary, excuse me, commentary for a while for uh ring of honor. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he is definitely part of the story of ring of honor. So I agree with you. I think there would be people who maybe, um, like you said, you know, because this is a pay-per-view now that a lot of people who are watching AEW are interested in because they just bought it. A lot of the talents involved with it and they've never seen ring of honor, but then you also have people who are very hip in that AEW crowd, uh, to what ring of honor is and who came from ring of honor and things like that. So you you know, they're kind of, I think all night balancing those two audiences, right? You have to fill people in on what's going on because they didn't watch ring of honor, but then you have the people who understand what's going on. So they were trying to toe that balance all night. And I think they did a pretty good job of it kind of filling everybody in. Um, uh, and Ryan, I forgot one thing. I'm sorry. Before we get through the rest of the card, I forgot one thing that I, I noticed about the whole show and maybe I just missed it. I didn't see streamer guy anywhere. Oh my God. There was no streamers, no streamers. And I didn't hear streamer guy. Well, I'm not really complaining about that, but me neither. The, I, I, the lack of streamer. Now, I don't know if that, I mean, it could, it could be something they said, no, you know, no streamers, no nothing like that, right? But I know I that pre- see I know- TK getting rid of streamers though, because he grew up an ROH guy. Like he would like them. Sure, it could have been maybe because we're still sort of in this weird pandemic thing, right? Like uh, I think, but but I think at the final battle there were streamers. There's been know- there were streamers in Philly. Okay, yeah. So I don't know. Hey, listen, this is a different crowd now. Right. You do have some diehard Ring of Honor people. Um, Mike even said he didn't even think about I didn't think about the lack of streamers till you did. No, no, no. It's not on my part. It's not the streamers. It's streamer guy. Oh, for me, it was now that you say it. Like, I I don't know if I like I, I know who streamer guy is, but I thought early on, like really like the first match thought, okay, at what point are we going to see streamers? Because that I, I'm gonna be honest, right. I don't really like the streamers. I think they get thrown. I like the idea of them, and I like when they're done right. But hold on, sorry, Rob Humphrey says I don't even know what the hell you guys are talking about. Rob, it a uh, at ROH there are the fans have streamers. It it started organically, as far as I know. Correct me if I'm wrong. It started organically, like they would throw him, for, like if a guy had was leaving or if he had his big moment or something like that, fans would bring him. Lately, yeah. I think it was ROH also sells them. I think it was also, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it was something that kind of came from Japan as well, and that yeah. got you know kind of uh, you know got to be part of Ring of Honor. You are right, Ryan. Now you you brought your own streamers, and we did this plenty of times in New York. Uh, when we would go to Hammerstein Ballroom and see, you know, the final battle and shows like that. Um, so um, we would go to Party City and buy a bag of fucking streamers for everybody who was there. And then it's like you throw your streamers pre-match or post-match for the guy who you want to show your, you know, affection for your, you know, 
you're you're give give props to right so a lot of times you throw him pre-match like i'm gonna root for this guy bam streamer and then you just throw him in the ring now who i'm referencing rob humphrey streamer guy was this like ring of honor super fan uh and he would they would sweep the streamers out of the ring and then he would take them all in his bag i don't know what he'd do with them but he would put everything in his bag and then he was also super loud and would stand up almost all night and bang on the security gate and make noise. Almost inevitably, I was always behind this fucking guy. Uh, so it just annoyed the shit out of me. I'm like, sit the fuck down, please. Dear God, I just want to see the show. So anyway. But yeah, um, so Rob, they they started just to continue to I agree, because streamer guy was just but actually that's a good um way. It became that Rob, that the streamer people became their own thing. Like yep. they wanted it to be as much about them as they did why you were throwing the streamers. And then ROH started selling the streamers and it became yep. a whole thing. And it, and it got to the point where they were just throwing them for everything. Like anyone came out. And, and so I was wondering tonight, like, were they going to do that? Cause it does get kind of annoying. Like after a while you're like, okay, Blake Christian just walked out. Why is he getting streamer? Like that kind it would get to that level to not have them at all. Realistically, it should have happened when Gresham won. Now I know there was a whole bunch of stuff after, but the fans didn't know that. So you right. would think that it would happen as he was winning would have been a perfect moment. Um, or when you'd have won or anything like that. Like there were some moments we'll have to figure it out. Cause I, I don't see TK getting rid of them. I mean, he's a, he's a streamer. He's an ROH guy. Like that would be his thing. Well, we'll see. It was just something I forgot to mention in the pre-show, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think a uh, first strong match right on the pre-show or the zero hours, they call it. Cole Cabana defeats Blake Christian. We also got a women's match long. We had AQA defeat uh, 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 against Miranda Alizé, and AQA wound up winning that match. Um, we saw AQA in, did we see AQA in Atlantic City? Yes, we did. We did. And, that was her debut. And I think we were all like, who the fuck is AQA? And she wound up actually having a pretty good match, and she had a good match tonight. I was very nervous about that um, moonsault. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about moonsaults and how they <laughs> land later. Um, I think hers was a 450, wasn't it? I, I, I don't remember. I, I honestly, um, actually it was a, sh- a shooting star press. Yeah, that's it, right. it was a shooting, star, shooting yes. star press. She actually, yes. and she got some good height and she grabbed her ankles. Um, it, it really, and it's actually her more than the one later was just, it looked like, the per like the person just wasn't where exactly where they needed to be for that to land as pretty because right. she 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 performed the move awesomely and she landed fine she just landed with her legs on the body where you would want it more stomach to body <laughs> yeah yeah a little high on the body but listen i thought this was a nice match alize um I think it was a ring of honor. Uh, I, I just can't remember uh, because they had restarted kind of the women's division. I know she was in the restarted division because she was in mm-hmm. the championship match against Roxy. Right. Okay. That's right. I couldn't remember where she was, but yeah, so she had been with ring of honor. I think this was AQA's debut. Um, but either way, this was a nice match to showcase some of the women who had been you know, one had been part of the division, another one who's kind of an up and comer. Alize is great, by the way, and AEW ROH. I don't again, 
when I say people sign, I'm just going to say Tony Khan sign at this point because sure. there were two quote unquote signings tonight. One really wasn't, one was, but either way, um, and they both won under the AEW banner. So I d- we don't know how they're, that's why we think they're running tight together now because it seems like even if we plan on using you in ROH, we'll put you under the AEW banner, which I'm fine with, by the way. That is sure. okay if you're, but either way, they should look at signing her because she's very good. And yeah, she, she, she has shown up every time I've watched her. Yeah, and um, I think fairly young too, right? So uh, there's a lot of upside. But I oh, mean, yeah. again, uh, you know, essentially you would think hypothetically anybody who's with one can can work with the other and vice versa. You know, that door would sort of be open. So yeah, Alizé would be nice. AQA we've seen on now both products. So maybe AQA is sticking around for a little bit. Schlong, we also had Tully Blanchard show up, so we didn't know what was going on with old Tully uh, when he got fired from uh, FTR, but it looks like we know now. He's got Tully Blanchard Enterprises, and he's talking about uh, having this tag team uh, who wanted to go from down here to where uh, Tully is up here. So we knew we were going to have a tag team announced by Tully to take on the squad. uh, I'm sorry, the Shinobi Shadow Squad, uh, Cheeseburger and Eli Isom, two Ring of Honor guys. Uh, Blanchard announced the Gates of Agony. I don't love the name, Uh, but it was Khan and Toa Leona. Uh, They wound up defeating Cheeseburger and Eli Isom because they were like, very large dudes. Um, Schlong, I'll say this. I think I'd seen Khan somewhere else uh, before. Um, you saw him in ROH. It was Ring of Honor. I can't remember. He, he was seen... he was part of Shane Taylor Promotions. That's right. Uh, okay. I, f- I forget the name of his team, and it's something I should know. He was literally just interviewed by the Wizards. Um, I'm, I'm so behind on my Wizards. Don't tell them. I'm so I behind. Um, don't worry. They're not <laughs> listening to this either. So, he was just on, he did it. So for all our listeners, I'm assuming most of you know that we have a related podcast, shining wizards. Um, Matt, our co-host hosts that as well. They just did a, they do great interviews in general. They're with their con one is really good. It's only a couple weeks old and he knew he must've known this was coming and didn't, uh, which means he's now no longer, he must no longer be part of Shane Taylor promotions, which kind of sucks because I don't like the implications there, but that's where he was. And he's had a couple dark matches in AEW. As has Toa Leona, who's a fucking beast. And every time I've seen him on Dark and Elevation, I've literally tweeted out, how is he not signed by someone? He's a fucking animal. And I say that in the best way possible. The dude is huge and he can move. So, Schlong, I just want to let you know, too. So you said he was part of Shane Taylor promotion. So, yes, I was familiar with him. But the last place I remember seeing him, honestly, is in Dark. That's where yeah. it's stuck in my brain. So that makes complete sense. But but yeah, I don't I didn't remember seeing uh Toa, but here's what I could say. I think there's a lot of upside with Toa. I think that that Khan looked better tonight than Toa. I think Khan had a better showing. Toa maybe looked like <clears throat> Khan's know, a better wrestler. Yeah, but I think maybe Toa, the excitement got to him a little bit. He looked a little off. But nothing like yeah. where he was working dangerous or anything like that. But yeah, he's a monster. And I mean, good he's God. He's going to uh, provide you a couple moments each match where you're just like, holy fuck. 
Like, how does a guy that big? Because he's also like, yeah. he's one of those guys who moves super fast, but he's also that strong. Like, he put posts like his. If you follow him on Twitter, he posts like his lifting shit, and he's putting up real weight. Like, not like, oh, I'm somewhat strong. Like, real weight. Uh, right. So he's 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 a fucking ass. So when he came out with Khan, yes, part of me was disappointed because I mean, I guess that means Khan's out of Shane Taylor promotions. Doesn't mean that SDP's done. Just means his part of it's done. Right. But then I got very excited because those two are fucking a great huge tag team with uh, Tully. Just makes so much sense. Yeah, and it and to me too. Once I saw, you know, I had seen that Tully was going to be there tonight. I didn't know he was going to do this too, but I saw that he was going to be there to announce uh, mystery partner, and we'll talk about that, obviously. Um, but I think that this is a good place for Tully to be, right? To kind of try to help work with and elevate younger talent. If this is how they're going to kind of use Ring of Honor as sort of like a feeder system. Um, so this made complete sense to me. Like I said, the only thing I honestly didn't necessarily love about this team, I don't love the name Gates of Agony. Is that a little emo? Yeah, th- that that was. Well, uh, look at my uh, look at my background. Yeah, it's a picture of me and my brother. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason I chose these two tonight. The name very much reminded me of that. I have a uh, authors of pain behind me. And yep. it very much reminded me of Gates of Agony. And again, a, a team with two huge dudes. But I'm just, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that name at all. I, I know coming up with tag names isn't easy because you, you run the risk of sounding very corny or not like any of these two big dudes. So, like, sometimes I'm like, don't even come up with a name. Just go by Toa and Khan. Khan, yeah. Khan whatever. So, like, they're, they're, so, they're so big, they don't even need, like, they can get fine with just their names. But... I'm sure they'll go by GOA and it'll grow. I will never like the actual name, but I'm sure I'll be fine with GOA. I just find it weird because like to me, gates of agony can be a place, right? Like, Oh, meet me by the gates of agony. Right. Or, um, like a gate is an inanimate object that literally does nothing. And these two guys are being called gates. Or it's a wrestling move, like a submission. Like, oh, he's got him in the gates of yeah. agony. It does yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the name, but I am a fan of the team, and I am a fan yep. of Tully managing them. So, I will take a name I don't like. Because again, I don't think if they just go by GOA, they'll be fine. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, because think about it. I hate to say it. We'll talk about a different promotion for a second. But MDK, if you actually say it out, is. Grant, they stole from Demolition Man, I'm pretty sure. And it's fucking stupid. Murder, Murder death, kill. Yeah. Like, there's a reason it's said that way in Demolition Man, because it's a fucking joke. Like, so, but when you shorten it, it sounds awesome. So I'm hoping GOA just gets that way. Let's hope it catches on because the actual name isn't great. But that pairing, love it. I think we're on the same page there. Yep. Also, always fun to see Cheeseburger on the Ring of Honor show. Yeah. Um, all right. We moved on from this. Joe Hendry, I believe in Joe Hendry, um, went up against Dalton Castle, one of Millionaire Matt's favorites. Dalton Castle and the boys. Um, Schlong Dalton Castle wound up defeating Joe Hendry. uh, And I think that this was another kind of nice match for the pre-show. And again, it features these 
guys who were part of Ring of Honor, right? Dalton was a big part of Ring of Honor. Joe Hendry, you know, had has been with Ring of Honor. So I really liked um I really like this match. And it's listen, I always I think the Dalton Castle gimmick is fantastic. Having him with all the boys. I love it. I I like him. Uh so I had a lot of I, I thought this match was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the match greatly. Joe Hendry I don't remember him well because like again, I my ROH stuff, like I've had to go back and like watch stuff. And when I saw him announced like when I I mean it was announced today, so I didn't have a lot of time on Googling. And I right. must have Googled the wrong things because he looked way different than what I remember. What I mean what I saw because he put on some size and they commented on it and they were right because my God, yeah. um, Dalton Castle was amazing. I see Mike Pierce in the chat saying, put him with the wingman. He would work with the wingman, but I would totally. bring the wingman down to ROH and let them run through ROH and not as com- as comedic, but like Dom, like winning, like not like, oh, comedic yeah. loses. Like I'd have them win, but either way, he's fantastic. I've seen him alive a couple of times and he cracked me up every time, but he's also really able to wrestle. He, he runs that nice fine line of orange Cassidy does it. Dan house and even does it a little bit, but like comedic, but you're, you can believe them when like they, when it comes time, they show up. Sure. And actually now we talk about the person who really exemplifies this perfect is Colt Cabana. Yeah. Like, and so yeah, yeah, you're right. And I'm, I'm hoping it means that Dalton is going to be around because he's so good. I hope so too. And especially, you know, he's part of <clears throat> recent ring of honors, you know, history, right? He's been with ring of honor for some time. Um, I'd love to see him stick around. Um, you know, so I'm hoping that means we get to see more of Dalton castle and his boys. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then we also found out that Chavo Guerrero was, uh, at the show to help Bandito keep his world title by any means necessary. Bandito did ask Chavo not to cheat. And Chavo said, I promise I won't cheat. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Shlong. So Shlong, we get into the pay-per-view main card and we, we knew pretty much everything that was in the card. I think there was a couple of announcements kind of late, uh, on what was gonna, what else might be added to the night? But we lead off with Swerve Strickland and Alex Zane, uh, and Swerve Strickland wound up coming out with the win. Now, Schlong, let's just start. You know, let's in the back of our brain keep track here, okay? I, I'd like to, without kind of saying it out loud, let's just keep track. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I yes, we, I won't put it up, pull it up, but I'm 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 doing something here. Okay. So hold on. No, 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 no worries. Keep talking. We can see, but I just, I, I agree. We, we should keep track. We're going to keep track of the winners. Uh, so uh, Swerve Strickland defeats Alex Zane. Now, again, I think Swerve is a is an amazing performer. Uh, and for people who've never seen Alex Zane, Alex Zane is right there alongside with Swerve Strickland. Uh, I thought this match was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, you know, we've just seen Swerve come back and now this is like his third match back on television, right? Uh, he had the two rampages and this one. Um, so it's, it's just a really great match. Uh, and, uh, these two guys can go in the ring. Uh, Schlong, what, what did you think? Did you like this match? Did it work for you? Uh, oh yeah. Sorry. I was amazing match. I think there was a reason to start of the card. They're two great wrestlers. I don't, I'm not one to be like, oh, how can a company let these two guys go? Both these guys were in WWE. Like, you, like it's amazing you go watch these guys yeah. deliver. Like, 
holy shit, Zane does not get enough credit for how good he is, I feel like. I mean, I know he does like in certain circles, but overall, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for how good he is. Swerve, we, we talk about it because of AEW. Um, pulled double duty night. He was on TV on uh, Rampage 2, apparently. Um, but yeah. Swerve is... Swerve's a star. Like you can just tell he, he manages to look cool, but he also kind of looks a little evil and sadistic at times, which I really like. It helps his his character because you're like, oh no, I can understand why this guy wants to hurt you. I, I don't know what the moves are named. There's a couple flips and like bombs and stuff that were just so fucking good. I'm not gonna tell people to go and watch any match. I'm gonna tell you to go watch the card. Yeah, because for sure. it starts here and it's and this isn't the match of the night. And on other cards, it could have been like it was a really good match. Yeah, absolutely. Swerve. <clears throat> I mean, I can't say it better than Asian Joe just said. Uh, Swerve has great matches in general. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there, Asian Joe. And thanks for watching on a Friday night. Um, so a lot of fun to open this uh, show. Uh, and then we go to our next match. It's Ninja Mac, who's no slouch, by the way. Ninja Mac um, versus a mystery opponent. And Tully Blanchard introduces his next member of Tully Blanchard Enterprises, and it's Brian Cage, the machine Brian Cage. Um, he's able to uh, wreck the Ninja <laughs> Ninja Mac uh, and winds up coming away with the win. Cage um, is able to uh, finish with the Drill Claw, and that's the end of that. He tossed Ninja Mac around for a little bit. Uh, so it was kind of a squash match. Now, Shlong, we haven't seen Brian Cage on television, uh, but uh, we did hear that he was kind of re-upped to stay with the company. Now, clearly, maybe that's a little different now, or maybe it's not. Maybe he's still with AEW, but he's maybe now going to shift over to, uh, to Ring of Honor. Who knows? But Brian Cage re-emerges on TV looking bigger than ever, and still, for me, a character that is as flat as the earth. I'm sorry. I'm not, that's uh that's, that's flips thing. Not mine. Yeah, no, not on the show. Nope. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that's not a good thing for him. Um, I will say cage with Tully makes a lot of sense. Cage with Taz made sense before they started building out team Taz the way they did. Um, and what I mean by that is like Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs were never a set tag team. They were singles guys. So like there was always at least with, um, uh, with the Tully enterprises, you have GOA. I won't say the full name. You have GOA who's an established team. So like there's a role. I think Taz, I, I liked Team Taz, but I felt like the roles were kind of intermingling. Like, who's the star? Is it Starks or is it is it Brian Cage? You don't have that problem here because they're going for different things. Sure. Tully talking for Brian Cage is um is amazing. It's much better because then I think that rounds out his character. Because truthfully, look at the dude. He's amazingly built, and he can do some incredible things in that ring. Like, he flies around like a luchador, but he he's built like a powerhouse. So right. I think if you can give someone like Tully to – to maintain him and let him let Tully build the character and cage, just do the wrestling that'll work really well. And I think it's perfect for ROH because they're going to need someone like him in there. Like he whoever you bring it, whoever I think is going to wrestle in ROH, Brian cage can have a great match with them. 
and he doesn't have to worry about, well, now you have Keith Lee or now you have Archer. And it's like, no, go down there. You could be the big man. Um, and Rob Humphrey did make a comment that Cage did an interview saying that he'd been told there's a plan in place, but he couldn't elaborate. Very probably likely this. And I am yeah. more than okay with that. This is this is a perfect place for him. I, you know, I don't know. Brian Cage is like, like you, and he's never been my cup of tea. But that doesn't mean I don't want him wrestling places because that's not how I operate. Like, let the guy have a job. Yeah. And truthfully, a Tully-controlled Brian Cage in ROH makes a lot more sense to me. And I, I'm actually kind of excited, mainly because I like Tully. And I think if you just – it's kind of like Brock. I'm not putting him at Brock's level, mind you. But I'm saying it's kind of like Brock used to be with Heyman. Let Heyman build the character, and then Brock would just wrestle. Well, let Tully build the character, and Cage just wrestle. Yeah, I'm with you there, and I'm very much with Mike Peterson. The problem with Cage is that his shoes have more personality. Athletically, he's great. I agree. I think the guy's a freak athletically, but just his character and his personality are just so blah. Um, So, yeah, I like this pairing with Tully if Tully can can sort of take the reins on talking and all this other stuff. Now, Shalong, the other thing to think about here too, I understand what you're saying about his role is defined. He's the singles guy and uh, GOA are the tag uh, guys in uh, Tully Blanchard Enterprises. But do we have six man tag team belts in Ring of Honor? So we don't know. We didn't see those belts tonight. We don't know what's going on with them. There are six-man tag title holders, but we don't know if they're going to stick around in Ring of Honor. So if they are, that could be something that they get involved with too, right? And you're right. And then again, perfectly fine because no, not a competition. The problem became that Ricky Starks and him butted heads, and Ricky Starks was the more entertaining, more desirable wrestler. Sure. And I'm not saying butted head behind the scenes. I'm talking on camera. Like you just yeah, yeah, you yeah. knew the two of them couldn't exist. It's kind of like when um The Rock joined the Nation of Domination back in the day and you had Farouk and The Rock. And The Rock was just like, like, how does this guy listen to this guy when everyone wants this guy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I don't like that Ninja Mac was squashed. I love Ninja Mac. I think he's a great wrestler. Got another guy who's done the interview with the Wizards, so you should go check that out too. Um, in case you're going to listen, I'm kind of sad that Matt's not here because He's working. That's why he's not. Um, and otherwise, he would be. Matt is a very big ROH fan. Has said for the longest time, it's been his favorite hour of wrestling a week. He's done interviews with, I mean, Zane, Mac. Uh, I forget. I mean, Red he, Titus. I'm yeah, just thinking. He, con, I'm just thinking the, ton of their. Roster. I'm just thinking the recent ones. These yeah. are all just recent Vincent. interviews. Like Vincent. So like Matt. But that being said. I understand like Ninja Mac was kind of perfect in this scenario to take the loss in one sense, because you never like who's Ninja, like, I hate to say it. Like you weren't really thinking Ninja Mac's going to win. So right. I just think he deserved a little bit better, but I also hope he comes back and gets signed at some point. Cause he's a really fun wrestler. And he apparently he wrestled blood sport and took his mask off. I didn't see the match, but I saw the gif of the end of it. And it was, he delivered a fucking kick that just, I watched it like six times just to keep seeing it happen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's great. So, again, that's neither here nor there. You know, I I, I just want to address that. I, I wish he hadn't been squashed. I wish he had a little chance to show himself off. And, and truthfully, this is the one thing I'm going to say. It's worse for Cage that he squashed him. And I'll, and I'll tell you, it's the same reason I don't like that, that I'm glad Keith Lee isn't squashing people. Brian Cage should be shown wrestling. 
if you're going to get Brian Cage over, let the man wrestle because that's what he does well. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> but, you know, again, you're now putting him in front of an audience maybe that hasn't seen him, right? At least half of the audience. Let's let's assume, Shlong, half the audience is only Ring of Honor viewers. Maybe they don't know who Brian Cage is. So you got to kind of show him what he can do. I agree. I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm just maybe playing devil's advocate here. No, I actually, the, you're, but more to your point, you got to show him what you could do. I, I was reading in. When Keith, and I hate to compare it, but they're the same company now, so I don't care. When Keith Lee debuted for AEW, someone said, this is Keith Lee. He's not a guy who's going to go out and squash someone in 30 seconds. If you want the real Keith Lee, he lets his opponents get offense in, but they have a really good match. Well, that's Brian Cage. Brian Cage comes in, lets his opponents get the offense, and he gets a bunch of unique offense in. You know, he had that great match. I think it was with uh, was it with Osprey or Sabre Jr., one of the two of them. Like, he's had a couple of really good matches. Like, he lets his opponents get him back, and that's where you get into him and his lack of character doesn't matter as much because he's so good in the ring. If all you're going to do is have him squash someone, then he's got to become a lot more interesting or Tully has to carry that much more weight. Right. No, I don't disagree. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Brian cage. Now, if seemingly ring of honor is his path or his new story. So we'll see what happens with Brian cage. Strong moving on. Um, Jay lethal went up against Lee Moriarty. Jay Lethal defeated Lee Moriarty and Schlong. I, I hate to be the guy who maybe sort of called it, but Wednesday night, I think I floated the idea out there that Jay Lethal losing on TV so much, maybe he gets frustrated and, uh, you know, sort of turns heel here to find a little bit more of an edge and a way to win. And we saw that tonight. Um, you know, uh, Lethal, um, you know, uh, lands a low blow on Moriarty. He hits the lethal injection. Um, he sort of maybe looks a little ashamed of what he's done, um, but he's been losing in AEW, you know, uh, and losing to guys who sort of cheat a little bit sometimes. <clears throat> and uh, Seidel was with Moriarty. Afterwards, um, Lethal kicks the crutches out. Uh, from side out starts to land punches on him and Sanjay Dutt runs in to break it up and basically like lead, uh, you know, lead Jay lethal off, um, you know, to kind of get things back under control. So schlong Jay lethal turning heel a little bit here. What do you think? Well, you did call this. I can't deny it. you did say it. And, and I think the response basically was, it depends on how closely they tie these things. Again, we're seeing they, they tie them very close, apparently. So, yeah, you were. And match was really fun. I mean, I said it, I, I'm going to refer to my own live tweet on for one of the darks, but I'm going to say it again. Lee Moriarty's style is unique, but I can't explain why. I just know it looks different. It's either how he delivers the moves or the combination of what he does, but it just feels different, and it's really fun to watch. And it's really good. And listen, again, going to reiterate exactly what i said about jay lethal and say i'm not going to comment on who he is as a person i'm going to talk about the guy in the ring and in the ring the guy can wrestle and they put on a really good match and the turn was really well delivered and whether you love him or hate him he has been the biggest part of roh since probably danielson left yeah i could agree with that yeah I mean, he's just so, been a consistent player in Ring of Honor, and the quality that he puts on is always consistent too. 
Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Schlong, I, I mean, in the last two weeks, I've seen Jay Lethal live or on television like four times, and every match was high caliber. Um, I mean, he's a great performer. Like you said, you know, can't comment on anything personally because, I mean, I don't know anything about him personally. I mean, only what's been said and the allegations that have put out have been put out there. But the quality of of uh, of match that he puts on in the ring is is fantastic. I think this was handled perfectly tonight. Maybe we'll talk about Jay Lethal a little more later. But again, Schlong, just for you to kind of keep track here, we had Swerve win, we had Cage win, we had Lethal win. I'm not marking. The, I, I'm, I'm I'm not keeping track of this one. I'm just I'm just saying. I, I I know, but I just for what I'm doing, and there's a reason is because I. We're not going to say why this is important to us, but in this instant, it's two guys who I would consider AEW guys. Okay. I'm with you there. I understand. So, Shlong, we move on to the interim Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. Uh, Mercedes Martinez Martinez, and Willow Nightingale. Um, I am a huge Willow fan. I love Willow and what she can do in the ring. Um Mercedes Martinez wound up defeating Willow Nightingale, unfortunately for me. And Mercedes Martinez is your interring rim ring of honor women's world champion. So that means at some point we're going to get Mercedes Martinez and the virtuosa Diana Perrazzo at a later date. Um, Shlong, I think that, um, that this was a fun, a fun match. I thought both ladies looked pretty good in this match. Uh, and it's nice to see Mercedes kind of go over here. Although, would have liked to see Willow too, because I felt like honestly at the final battle, Willow could have won that match. the The crowd was fully behind Willow. Roxy wound up winning, so stings me a little bit personally. Love Willow, big Willow fan. I think we all are. But uh, what'd you think of this match? First of all, I'm gonna say hi, Mark Quill, who's in the chat because he's splitting time between us and Kate's wrap up, which is just really funny to me. Um, Listen. I mean, I'll at least say this, Mark Quill. Uh, you know that the the better content is here because this show was better than the other stuff. And we're the two live crew. Go ahead. Shlong. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the so I'm with you in my fandom of Willow, which Rob Humphrey's also reiterating, saying she seems delightful. She she just comes off so delightful, but it's a, like her promo style is so unique and good. And it's quality, and she's such a good wrestler. Moonsault aside, um, that was a rough moonsault. Looked painful again. Not the worst thing in the world. It's just the match was really fun. It was hard hitting. Two big, big, strong women just know their style, and they were going at it well. I think Mercedes winning makes sense for the story that's being told, which is um, Deanna's an obviously they they reference Deanna, like so you know she's next. Um, for a while there, we were wondering, like, was she not? But she's with Impact, so she had to do their show tonight. Like, there's a whole thing. So I get, like, I don't know if I'd want Willow to win the interim title to just immediately lose it to Deanna. And I have a feeling Deanna comes out of this with a championship, whereas I don't care that Mercedes does. And that's not a knock on Mercedes. Is that Mercedes has the the history she has the the, the, sure. the resume to be like you can take this and no one cares what you don't want for willow is to win it and be like oh yeah that one but then they turned it right around and they have faith in you like it almost looks bad on her sure. um i do willow is someone who i said this about miranda 
Alizé, I'm going to say more so about Willow, is someone that needs to be signed. She's fucking fantastic. And she is the future baby face of any division that signed. Like the when I say the the baby face, kids will fucking love her because she's so delightful, but so will grown adults. Like she has that crossover appeal and she's realistic in her style. She is what you want to fucking sign her now. And I'm gonna take up her the flag for her because Kate is in here and she always throws out Willow's name. But there's a reason. As much as we bust Kate's ball, there's a reason she says Willow's name. Because Willow's amazing. Yeah. She's Sorry, it's long. I didn't. I didn't mean to start to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. And the, Go I was. I was just gonna say, Shlong, when when we saw Willow show up uh, in in AEW um, during the pandemic, you know, in my brain, I was like, oh man, please let them sign Willow. Like she deserves this. And she didn't get signed, but she did sign a ring of. She did sign with Ring of Honor, which was good. Uh, but obviously now Ring of Honor is went into their delay, and they're still figuring stuff out. So. Don't know what's going to happen with Willow, but I agree with you. I think that they'd be foolish not to sign Willow to some sort of contract and have her wrestle for Ring of Honor and or AEW. I think she's the future. I think she's a, a true baby face. And if the day ever comes when she decides to turn heel, it will break hearts. Uh, but, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's the future, man. She's she's where it's at. I think she's she's a good performer. You know, she looks good in the ring. And like you said, her promo style is definitely unique. And it, you know, the biggest part to me, Ryan, is it all comes off genuine. She always seems genuinely happy and excited. Unlike some other characters that maybe we've seen other women who are supposed to be, you know, happy, huggable, lovable, you know, baby faces. Sometimes that just, it seems forced with, with Willow. Everything seems genuine to me. There's a reason when one of those huggable, lovable baby faces hits, there's a reason, and it's because it's one of the ones that feels natural. So, like a Bailey when she was doing it, she felt like that seemed like who she was. So you got over it. Now it ran its course, and she had to go. But at least for a while, there was like, okay, this is who it was. Smiley Kylie, same thing. Like you're like, okay, this is Willow's got that same because so many people try this and it fails miserably. Her, but she's even different than them because I don't remember like her promo style is when you say natural and it. it you know, you were saying it in a way of it just fits. It seems like who she is, but it also seems natural because you never think she's cutting a promo. She seems like she's just talking and it's like, it's very few are that good. And she is at least, at least the one I saw tonight. I have very, very rarely seen, like, I didn't know she was that good. And I'm watching like, why isn't she signed? She can wrestle and she can cut this promo. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Shlong to obviously <clears throat> one, see what happens when we, have to get Deanna versus Mar- Mercedes Martinez to um, kind of unify those titles, but also to see what happens to Willow. Uh, very strong, very strong performance. Um, now, Schlong, maybe the, the match of the night. We had the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match. Everybody's been waiting for this since final battle. We've been waiting for FTR versus the Briscoes, and they delivered it tonight. Man, this crowd was lit up, and they loved every second of this. And FTR, Schlong, FTR, if we're keeping track, defeated the Briscoes to become the new Ring of Honor tag champs. Now, after the match, I thought I loved 
I love the fact that they gave props to uh, Dem Boys. By the way, Shalong, that was something else we forgot to bring up at the start of this. Um, they were bringing back, well, maybe not bringing back, but they were really playing up the code of honor tonight with everything, right? Mm-hmm. People, opponents shaking hands before and after the matches. Um, so after the, the reason I bring it up is because after the match, they do shake hands, you know, um, FTR kind of lays the ring of honor belts down and they kind of do the bow down to the great ones, you know, uh, gimmick and they shake hands and hug and everybody raises hands and everything's great. FTR decides to leave and give, you know, the Briscoes their moment in the ring with the ring of honor fans commentaries, even saying, you know, this could be it for the Briscoes. We don't know what's going to happen. And then schlong out of nowhere, the young bucks show up to take out them boys and FTR comes back out to make the save. Um, you know, the bucks kind of, uh, run out of the ring, um, you know, and, uh, basically we're setting up for a match FTR say, we just won these belts, but we can go right now. Tony Khan, make it happen. And the bucks say, it's not going to happen here tonight. Tune in Wednesday on dynamite. And we do find out that dynamite Wednesday night, we are going to have a double title match. The Triple A and Ring of Honor titles will be on the line as we get FTR versus the Young Bucks 2. Uh, so what's interesting here to me, Schlong, is we're now obviously crossing the talent over heavily in this segment, right? The Young Bucks do clearly have a history with Ring of Honor. Um, they were a big part of Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor was honestly a big part of them being able to go off and do AEW. So the Young Bucks, probably not where they are right now without the time they had in Ring of Honor. So they're part of the past. But now we're talking about tune in Wednesday night to see us fight FTR. So there's a lot of crossover going on here. And it worked perfectly for me. And again, because you want to get the exposure for the Ring of Honor brand and the name, you now say tune in Wednesday night because these belts are going to be defended on AEW television. I thought this all made made a lot of sense. And story-wise, this is perfect because, Schlong, if you ask me, the Briscoes are fucking showing up Wednesday night. <laughs> That's happening. So it definitely felt like the Briscoes, before Bucks came out, it definitely felt like the Briscoes were done. Like this was like, because there was very much that like, this feels like a send off. Like we're hugging, we're doing all this. And then the bucks come out and it very much doesn't feel like the Briscoes are done. Cause you don't like, that's not how Tony, you wouldn't do that. Like if this was their last hurrah ROH, you would let them have the moment. So to not do that. And that's very much not what Tony does anywhere else. Yeah. If they're not showing up Wednesday, they're still a big part of this. Like they're not going anywhere. They, they are staying around, which is for again, wrestling, just wrestling wise great thing i don't I don't get into that because i can't like i don't know enough and i don't want to sound dumb um but just wrestling wise is really good the match was fan fucking tastic i mean it i the match was so hyped and wanted for so long it could have been so bad and that's yeah. not a knock on any of the wrestlers it's just I had the same fear when Danielson went against Omega. Like I always like when you have two guys who or two groups or whatever that have been this hyped for this long, 
you just there's such a chance it doesn't click and it looks worse when it doesn't click when it's a hype. it could have been just a decent match and people would have been very disappointed because sure. it's supposed to be amazing and it was fucking amazing i mean they did shit in this match that was just phenomenal like but good yeah. tag team wrestling um i mean the beginning of the match how loud that fucking building was and they hadn't done anything yeah they were just standing so, in the ring so apparently they sold 2000 tickets and the re- I, so people know I mean I check my phone when I'm on here all the time anyway. We do a 3 hour show. Give me a break guys. Uh, but <laughs> tonight I'm d- checking my phone because they are doing the media scrum and I have a couple things for later but this is one point I registered. They sold 2000 tickets. Tony Khan said up when they announced at the time of announcing the sale, which we established was a month ago. Mm-hmm. They had only sold 250 tickets. Wow. Now, granted at that time there wasn't much of the card so you can't really <laughs> But he attribute he said the most tickets got sold post FTR Briscoe's announcement. Oh, I'm so, I'm sure. Like I said, Schlong, when they showed up at Final Battle, when when FTR showed up at Final Battle, the place came unglued. Like we thought, you know, Millionaire Matt, Kate the Great, and I were there in attendance, and we were like, "It's they've got to show up. It's got to show up." And it happened, and the place went berserk. And from that point, we were all we've all been like, when is this going to happen? And when they announced it for this, you know, if it was within distance long, I would have been there because this that match, like you said, the hype, the hype around this match alone is enough to sell me a ticket. How often do they run 25, the 2300 arena and they can't do it this time? Fuck you guys. But uh, (laughs) um no, I agree. But my point being is that's how much hype was there that they sold sure. the majority of tickets and it delivered. Like that's yeah. I we're living I I mean again we watched Daniel's Sin versus Omega deliver, but I don't think people realize how unique that is. It's not just in wrestling, across the board. For something with this level of hype to come out and be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna nail it. I'm gonna nail exactly all what you want. Um was phenomenal. And then the Bucks being there at the end was great because it it allowed the Briscoes it allows you to know that the Briscoes are going to have something without telling you they're going to have something. Sure. I think that's just as important. And truthfully, and I'm going to address this at the end when we have our conversation that we're both, both know we need to have the, the bucks are, are a huge part of our ROH's history. They were there for the, the biggest part of ROH, like ROH's most success. Sure. And like you said, there's no AEW without ROH because ROH helped the bucks. Yeah. So there's there's a lot there. So they they belong there. Um, so yeah, just amazing all around. It was amazing how the Bucks showed up um, on this pay per view and also on Rampage tonight. Just the same gear, by the way. I know, amazing. Um, uh, but when I, but I just want to give them credit. Yeah. For the continuity. Yeah, that's amazing. So a couple things, Schlong, before we move on from this. Uh, Rob Humphrey in the chat, thanks for listening and watching, Rob, said, I had never seen the Briscoes before they can go. The reason I call that out is because I think it's worth being said. People, I think, who don't know the Briscoes and look at the Briscoes might think, these guys can't fucking do anything. And I think the majority of the people who maybe have never seen the Briscoes and have only kind of heard of or seen clips of the Briscoes, most of the con- the the uh, perception is that they're a, an extreme match or like a tables match, you know, no rules, no hold barred kind of like brawling team who can't they look wrestle. Like, 
they look like they should be part of MDK. If you if you're if yeah. you're being like sure. But I think the the perception is from people who maybe don't know enough about the Briscoes is they're just an extreme team, right? They do tables, chairs, whatever, and that's pretty much it. This match tonight shows, I think, anybody who thinks that is all they do, they're a one-trick pony, that they can go with anybody. Same thing with FTR. I mean, we've seen more of FTR with their with Clash of Styles, right? Teams who were high flyers with Lucha, you know, kind of teams, with brawling teams. FTR can go up against anybody. And I think that's why this match worked out tonight. Um, and the inevitable rematch that we'll get at some point will also live up to the hype. I mean, I just can't say enough about this match. Uh, Mike Peterson even said, uh, Briscoe's FTR is match of the year. You can't convince me otherwise. Very well could be, Mike Peterson. This was a very, very strong match. Uh, and as Shlong said at the start, don't necessarily go out of your way to watch one of these matches. You should go out of your way uh, to watch this whole card. It was fantastic. Shlong, moving on from this, we had a match that I didn't see announced until today, but I could have just been behind because I've been buried at work. Uh, Ring of Honor World TV Championship would be defended by Rhett Titus versus Minoru Suzuki. So the murder grandpa versus Rhett Titus for the World TV Championship. Suzuki winds up uh, hitting the gotch pile driver to win the gold. And I believe they said on commentary this was Minoru Suzuki's first U.S. title. Uh, so, uh, a nice, uh, way for him to get gold in the U S in this match. Um, it was rather quick schlong, but always fun to see Suzuki and no Suzuki incident tonight either twice. Uh, everything went off without a hitch with his entrance. Uh, so schlong, what'd you think about this? So, I mean, match, truly nothing to talk about. Like you said, it was quick. It was, um, fine. It's a weird call. I'm not against it. It's just weird. Like, I mean, part of it's attention grabbing. I will say that for the crowd that's going to watch ROH, Suzuki is a big deal. So it is a nice little attention grab moment to be like, he's our TV champ. It's the first American belt he's held stuff that in, the, in so long and that stuff. Um, you know, I like Rhett Titus, so I don't really necessarily like him losing, but at the same point, and, and it's not like Suzuki's AEW. I mean, he's not. So, but I, at the same point, I don't think it's, he's a legend. So I don't think putting a belt on a legend like this is, it, it can't go bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what's the worst that happens? You have to bring him back for a one-off match. He loses. Who cares? You get the attention that a legend held the belt. Yeah, no, I agree. But I'll say this. I think we've seen Suzuki, uh, what, like five times on AEW television, maybe six. Yeah. So that fan base might be a little more uh, familiar oh. with Suzuki. Oh, they know him. That's not But my point being like, he's not sure. signed there. Like, like, no, 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 I know. I know. I'm with you. hundred percent with you there. Shlong. I'm just saying if, if, if we're thinking one way over the other, that fan base is maybe a little more familiar with Suzuki. Now, I think the crowd knows who Suzuki is too. The we've talked about it before when we've gone to Ring of Honor shows and that the final battle. The the Ring of Honor fans seem pretty smart to what's going on in the overall world of wrestling. So I have a feeling that he was known by 
pretty much everybody in the building, but I'm with you. It, you know, it is what it is. You have a legend who has a belt. He'll come back and defend it or, you know, do whatever they want to do with it. Uh, but it's kind of a nice little story for Suzuki to get some gold in the United States. Shalong, we move on to the pure championship. We get uh, Josh Woods defending against Wheeler Yuta. And we've seen Yuta in the past few weeks holding his own with some of the guys in AEW, uh, Danielson, Moxley, really trying to um, to find his way into that Blackpool Combat Club. So the pure, pure rules are in effect during this match. Uh, and they, you know, uh, they kind of, they laid out the rules schlong, which was nice because a lot of, again, fans who aren't familiar with pure rules wrestling need to know the rules. And they commentary did a really good job during this match of continuing to kind of remind you of some of these rules and the strategy too, right? Early on, Wheeler Yuta goes to the rope for his first rope break pretty early on, like a leg submission. And they're saying, well, this, this, you know, has to put you in a different mindset now, right? So they're talking about the psychology of things like the three the three rope break, break rule, uh, you know, close fists, you know, not to the face. So that's why they're slapping each other and doing all this stuff. Listen, Josh Woods is a great wrestler. Uh, and I mean, obviously a great, great pure wrestler. Unfortunately, not his night tonight. Wheeler Yuta defeats Josh Woods. Schlong Wheeler Yuta defeats Josh ah. Woods. Utah. And again, Schlong, I just want to float out there that somebody Wednesday night might have said, you know, they think Utah's going to win. But I think another one of us might have said Utah can win and use this as as fuel to kind of prove his case that he is deserving to be in the Blackpool Combat Club. I wish I could remember who said that, but he sounds uh, he sounds like a smart guy. Um, the world will never know. We'll never know. Maybe you got to go back and listen Wednesday night, but, uh, Shlong, what do you think of this match? And, uh, uh, and, and kind of both guys here, because I thought it was a strong showing for both guys. Um, and both have clearly, uh, Josh Woods has ties to ring of honor, but Wheeler also has a strong background with, with ring of honor. So I don't think him winning, uh, necessarily derails anything, but it's interesting. Um, Real good match. Uh, pure matches are, are interesting. They rely heavily on commentary to understand the story the wrestlers are trying to tell and get it out there. Um, they don't always come across great, but when they do, they they really do. Uh, I could see Rob Humphrey saying he wasn't a big fan. I get it, Rob. You, you have to kind of buy into a lot of things they set for this match. But when they're good, they're really good. Um, I think like... I think they were in a tough position. You're just following that match, the match we just had, the tag match. Like, you're never going to be able to deliver at that level. You're just not. Sure. So, and a pure match at that time is even harder because the crowd, like, I've been at, I've seen a few pure matches in, in person, and they're not as good as they are on on, t- on TV. Agreed. 100%. You need the commentary. So you had the crowd die a little bit. You had Yuta winning. Again, Yuta has ROH history and he's he's such a good wrestler. Josh Woods is amazing too. So I'm um well again, we'll we're gonna have to address this at the end, but I hope that's yep. not the end of him. Uh but you I it very well does feel like this is gonna be his his ticket into the Blackpool Combat Club, which I'm fine with. 
clear, you know, again, I didn't know if they'd want to use that because I didn't know how tight they were going to run things. They're, they're, they're running next to each other. You know, this is, this yep. seems to be like raw versus SmackDown at this point. Um, so that's fine. Uh, you know, it, it just, I think this match suffered from being at the wrong part of the card for the wrong type of match. It was and not, and everyone, mind you, it was a good match. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm like, I'm shitting on it. I just feel like I'm not giving it more praise because it's just, there's just no way after that tag match that I was going to get hyped for a pure rules match. Listen, I think pure rules matches always kind of are, uh, I don't want to say a victim of the card, right? But I think they're definitely booked on the card where they are to slow things down, right? I think that this match had to be here because we had the high of the tag match. And even though we had the Suzuki red Titus match, it was rather quick. So this was also sort of, I think used as a cool off match. I'm with you, Ryan. I've seen pure matches live and they do kind of almost kill the crowd because it's very, not very hard to tell, but it's much better to watch on television because of the commentary, like you said, but also you can see all the hand fighting that's going on and all of the, the switches they're trying to pull off when you just can't see that uh, from one seated position where you are within the arena. So sometimes it can almost sound like it's killing the crowd, but this worked out just fine on television for me. Uh, I agree with you. Woods is a fantastic wrestler. Uh, he was great with this pure championship. So we've had, we've had now two members of the foundation drop their belts, uh, tonight. Uh, so that's something else I think to think moving forward, but you know, I'm with you. I hope, um, there's a future for Josh Woods, uh, because he's a fantastic talent. Now, Shlong, after this, we get to our main event of the evening our ring of honor world championship unification match. We've been waiting since final battle for this match because it didn't happen. Bandito tested positive for COVID. And I think they mentioned that tonight. So this has been a match almost like three months in the making Jonathan Gresham and Bandito and Chavo Guerrero's ringside to support Bandito down the stretch. Uh, Bandito, uh, or I'm sorry, Uh, Chavo cheats and hits Gresham with the title belt while the referee's back is turned. Bandito doesn't want it that way. So he actually asks the referee to eject Chavo so that he can win or lose this match fairly. So Chavo gets ejected. Uh, Lying, cheating, and stealing doesn't work for Bandito. But uh, Bandito does wind up getting Gresham with the 21-plex finisher. Gresham kicks out and is able to rally with uh, some technical prowess to trap Bandito in the crucifix pin for the victory. So Jonathan Gresham is your undisputed unified world ring of honor world champion post-match Gresham is uh, on the mic talking to the crowd about his pure wrestling and how he's the foundation and blah, blah, blah. But Jay lethal comes back out to interrupt and says, I know you're trying to, uh, you know, send the crowd home happy, but I'm here to do that. And uh, basically, I think that I deserve a shot for all I've done with the Ring of Honor to be the first one for your t- uh, the first person to defend your title against. But Gresham tells Lethal that his actions prove otherwise, and that's when Lethal starts to uh, starts to shove, push and shove with Gresham, 
Sanjay Duck comes out to try to make peace, but he winds up punching Gresham and uniting with Lethal as they now jump on uh, the champion. But Schlong, the music hits as Lee Moriarty kind of comes out to help make the save. Uh, It doesn't necessarily work out. Music hits. It's Samoa Joe here to make the save. Uh, he's able to um, to run off the, the heels here. Sanjay Duck gets put in the Kokina clutch or the sleeper hold, I think. I don't know. I don't remember what hold it was. I was just standing up in my living room saying, holy shit. And then we basically leave as um, he choked out Duck, lethal escaped. The two of them run off, and then he gets Gresham back in the ring. They shake hands, and they let us know that Samoa Joe will be on Dynamite to address his arrival in Ring of Honor. So Schlong, again, we get this crossover promotion, a guy who just came in to Ring of Honor, or I'm sorry, came back into Ring of Honor because that's where Joe uh, was. Uh, And, um, you know, this was just a fantastic match. Uh, So I don't know, Schlong. What did you think about the match? What do you think about Joe? I mean, what a surprise. Match was fantastic. I mean, Bandino and Gresham are just two amazing wrestlers. Different styles, which worked really well together. That standing wasn't really a suplex because he didn't suplex him forever, but where he basically lived, held him in the air for all that time that could have been a submission, and it was just so fucking good. I've never seen that. Not I for ever. a minute. Like, no, I've never seen fucking... that stalled suplex for a minute. I've seen like, you know, 10, 20 seconds but a minute and to be used like they were like, Oh, this could be a submission. Like I've never seen them be like, this could be a submission. It's almost always been like, this is, this is it. Um, This is, you know, we'll do it with 10 seconds to show how strong the guy is. And then he doesn't, you're over. So to do is fucking phenomenal. Um, Gresham winning was the right call. Well, first Chavo's Chavo thing was weird. Now clearly Chavo and Tony no longer have heat with each other because they seem to, the fact that he's working ROH, I like Chavo being involved in things. I think he's got a good wrestling mind, so keep him around. Um, but it was just a weird thing where, like, to have Bandito kick him out. Though I guess, I don't know. There's something there. I'm hoping there's more to that story that we're just not going to see yet because, again, we don't know what's going on with ROH. But it it, it, it seemed like it was a weird plot in the storyline. That being said, the match, again, the match is phenomenal. Having Gresham win makes sense. Gresham was... ROH at the end of ROH at the end of the previous iteration of ROH. Like he was what you think of when you think of ROH. Um, it's funny. He, I, I just making sure I'm not missing any more of the scrum stuff. Cause his scrum comments were, he wants his next opponents to either be CM Punk or Brian Danielson. So he's already calling a shot, which is great. I mean, yeah, but that does leave. Samoa Joe, who came out, who again, Joe made his bones in ROH and then Impact, but originally ROH. Um, and so he's as much a history there. He in his scrum talked a lot more about AEW than he did ROH, but in fairness, go ahead, go but, ahead, go ahead. No, no, go uh, ahead. But in fairness, I don't think they, oh, yeah, I don't think they know what the plan, like Tony did say, he doesn't know what the future is for ROH in terms of like show. So I don't think you sure. want to talk about that. Now you're going to well, show something here. 
I can tell you maybe the reason they're not sure is because uh, this is now on the official All Elite Wrestling Twitter. Samoa Joe's got the graphic and everything. Samoa Joe is All Elite. He is not All Honorable or something like that. Uh, But it's very interesting here that um, Joe shows up in Ring of Honor, but he is quote-unquote All Elite. So, Shlong, I think the reason I find this interesting is because I think that they're still figuring it out, right? I think that they're still trying to kind of figure out uh, who's going to be where and how they're going to maybe run TV and stuff like that. And maybe that's why they can't really speak to some of that stuff. But And maybe why we're say, seeing you know Samoa Joe is all elite. Um, but, man, this is fucking exciting. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of what I was saying earlier. It seems like, you know, Samoa Joe comes in for an ROH show. He seems to be in an ROH storyline, and he's all elite. So clearly, I don't know I don't know if they're ever going to differentiate what you are. I don't, like, when you come in until you're, like, in the story. Right. So, like, I don't know if, say Willow Nightingale. Say, say Willow signs tomorrow, but she is 100% going to be used for the ROH women's division. Will she get the all elite graphic? I'd be fine. I mean, that, that's such a minor thing. I don't really care. Um, it's cooler looking than, you know, Willow Nightingale is honorable or whatever bullshit. Like, it all elite right. just looks better. But he also does have some natural feuds in, in AEW. Like, Gordon Post said he wants to see Joe versus Punk because he never saw them wrestle in ROH. Exactly. Like, that's a natural feud he has waiting for Danielson natural feud he is waiting for him and some non-natural feuds that are there for him he he's a like if he's healthy he's fucking phenomenal he's a great talker one of the best promos I think in the I think so underrated in how good he is at cutting a promo yeah so he was just like we were he, we were talking before the show. I'm sorry, you know, we, we shouldn't maybe we should have waited to have the conversation, but we did not predict Samoa Joe. Like we each thought, like, all right, who's gonna be this? We knew there'd be a surprise at the end. You just yeah. Knew. Well, I think even Tony Khan had put out there something like don't leave early, you know, like it was out there that there was gonna be a big surprise. I'll I'll be honest, Long. Um I thought it was gonna be Danielson. I thought it was gonna be Danielson, and I I know we briefly talked about it before we came on the air, but I know that when we were in Baltimore, we thought maybe at the end Danielson would come out to kind of talk to Gresham. Didn't happen. But then again, they were going on hiatus, and we didn't know what was going to happen. Tonight, I thought that this was maybe the spot that that was going to happen, where Gresham wins, Danielson shows up, and he says, "You're, you're not the foundation. I'm the foundation that you're just sitting on top of, you know what I mean? And now we have a Danielson Gresham feud. I think we're still, maybe there's still a possibility of getting there, uh, one day. Um, but you know, that's what I thought was going to happen. Now, did you have any other ideas of what maybe the surprise was going to be? But I'm, I'm with you. I didn't, I never thought Joe, not once. I thought punk or I thought Danielson, um, I I think they were really the main two that I thought. I thought maybe, honestly, I had no one else. They were the two. I thought it's got to be one of those two. Um, just Samoa Joe never entered my brain. I got. I won't lie. I got kind of weird with where I was going with the surprise, just out of boredom. Not boredom, but like you know, you start being like, 
before you know in between matches and before things starts i'm like all right so who would be really wild so i jokingly in my head was like cody but i'm like obviously that's not happening though that would have been hilarious i'm like okay then i'm thinking kurt angle and then i'm like there's all these names that wasn't going to happen but when i started talking realistic possibilities it was it was brian danielson was my guess he just seems so natural so to have it be joe who is just as natural of a fit I mean, he makes so much sense there. And he's got history with, he's got a lot of history with Lethal. A lot of history. So yeah. he would come out at that moment. And he's got a lot of history with ROH. Makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I don't think it, you know, I think Gresham, you know what it is? Gresham, I would almost worry about Gresham being overshadowed, except for the fact that Gresham won. This was a unification. It wasn't his win for the title. So Gresham had his moment. He had his really big moment at final battle. So he didn't need that again. You had your one. You don't need your, you don't need it again and again and again and again. Right. You know, there was also a split moment. I thought maybe we're going to see Kenny Omega show up, right? Just show up to say something like, um, you know, this is, this is what Tony Khan decides to spend his money on. Like, you're no wrestler, you know, you're not even close to being the best in the world, blah, 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 whatever. Obviously, I think Kenny's still dealing with a lot of injuries, so that left my brain pretty quick. Samojo was a true surprise, and it was... I think we were all kind of waiting on when is this domino going to fall, right? Like, when is Joe going to emerge somewhere? And man, it was a great place for him to show up. What a fantastic show. Uh, They did also mention uh, that... And this was also a little weird, Schlong. They, They ran down the card for Wednesday Night Dynamite, they did announce that we're going to have the Ring of Honor and AAA Tag Team Championships uh, defended by FTR against the Young Bucks. We're also going to get the Hardys versus the Butcher and the Blade. Don't forget the Hardys were uh, Ring of Honor champions, so they did have a tie to uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, we're also going to get Christian versus Adam Cole, another Ring of Honor guy. And we're going to get the Owen Hart tournament qualifiers to continue uh on on wednesday night so it should be a fun night of wrestling on wednesday night samoa joe's going to show up to talk about his re-emergence and what he's doing with ring of honor uh and aew so make sure you tune in wednesday night and then check us out afterwards for our reactions but shlong we're not done just yet we have a few more things i think you said you wanted to uh, bring up that you saw coming through the feeds and also i think uh, you have something else you would like to discuss about some of the winners tonight this is all related so first let's show the winners and if this this is blinking for some reason so i don't know if it'll work no nope, of course not it was my fancy <laughs> that you see i did a really fancy paint thing yeah for the fancy. Fun, very fancy but anyway to see it i'm just gonna leave that off until aew had five wins other suzuki had one and roh what you consider roh guys in matches where roh guys we're going against AEW guys or outside had zero. That's non AEW signed ROH. So I didn't count like Dalton Castle versus um Henry or anything like that. Cause they were, right. I didn't count lethal versus bandito. Cause that's sure ROH versus ROH. Yep. So in the matches where AEW signed guys went against ROH non-song guys, AEW won every time. So I saw online a bunch of people, not a bunch, but a, a number of people really upset about this. They're, you know, Tony, oh, we wanted Tony to buy Tony. There goes Tony saving ROH, or this is WCW, you know, WWE buying WCW all over again and all this bullshit. 
first of all, no, it's not like having been a fan when that was going down. No, because these, this isn't like WWE burying. Well, the sting wouldn't sign because he didn't want to get buried, but like Booker T or like, and guys who were in the WWE, which I think is the biggest thing we need to acknowledge here. Tony, we were talking about, we've talked about all night. Tony bought this company a month ago. He doesn't, he, he announced in his scrum tonight, still doesn't have a TV deal. He's negotiating. He, he's doing whatever he can. No TV deal. There's no way in a month without a TV deal, he's negotiated contracts for these wrestlers. There's just not a way. Because you especially wouldn't negotiate it. And like, you'll negotiate Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe you'll have on AEW, whether he's on ROH or not. But you're not going to negotiate Josh Woods, what, like these people, unless you know you have a TV deal and what kind of regular wrestling you're going to get. Right. So that being said, who are you going to put your titles on? Who are you going to put over? The guys you know you're going to have in six months or guys that could be gone when it comes time for you to sign these guys? Sure. So I don't put a lot of weight into a pay-per-view that was bought for a company that was bought a month ago and the guy being like, I'm just going to go with what I know, who who I know will be here. Because they have looks like they have signed Gresham, so he's like the unique person of that. Sure. WWE, when they bought WCW, they, they had all those contracts. So they knew those guys were staying. So it's not the same. They're not burying their own talent. They're burying, they're not even burying. So that's not even the right word, but they're, they're not putting over guys who he doesn't know he'll have. Also, yeah. Yes, FTR was not an ROH team, but they might be an exception because they are considered one of the best tag teams in the world. Bucks are. Yuta was an ROH guy. Uh, Swerve wasn't, but he was a big indie guy. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I, we had a bunch, but there were there was Mercedes. There were, there were Mercedes. She wrestled in ROH. Yep. Um, who like they were all there were they almost everyone on here either was ROH or at least there's a justification for why they would win beyond their sign for AEW. So I think if you're mad that he that the ROH talent didn't win, I. I could understand this if in a six months to a year from now, anyone who wasn't signed to AEW at the time of purchase can't win. I'd be furious too. give the guy a break. He has to, he literally just bought the company does not know when, who he's going to have in six months because I wouldn't negotiate any of these contracts until I knew where my money was. Yeah. And and don't forget too, Shlong and everybody out there that he bought this company and they had already announced that they were running a show, right? So, yeah, like this show was already on the books, um, but I don't even think they had a card, you know, really yet. So, you know, he's kind of working on two sides. Now, I agree with you. I think, listen, the, the championship unification, those were two Ring of Honor guys. And I think whoever wins this is, you know, kind of setting up kind of the future. And the rumors and and everything was out there that Gresham had been to AEW backstage quite a few times uh, on television nights, you know, and they also had AEW guys work Terminus, Um, you know, Gresham now uh, had an interaction with Joe uh, and Lethal and he's your champion. So I think it's clear Gresham sticking around. I'm with you. I think we have to figure out what's going on with television and kind of the future. And then we can shore up more of a roster with guys who are maybe let's say quote unquote, true blue ring of honor guys. Uh, and then fill in the rest of the gaps with talent that they already have on their roster. 
who maybe aren't getting the time. Listen, I'm still excited to see where we're going with Ring of Honor because there's there's a lot of upside here and they can they can have a lot of stories kind of going in both places. And I think it's truly good that you can have these two companies coexist, right? I mean, um, like you said, going back to, uh, you know, when WCW got bought out, you know, they, they knew they weren't going to do kind of like a brand split type thing. You know, they acquired everything and they said, we're the bigger brand. So we're going to end this other brand. You know, that's clearly not what's going on here. I think, TK has a lot of respect for Ring of Honor because half of his roster, if not more, has ties to Ring of Honor. And he himself was a huge fan of Ring of Honor. And and Schlong, I, I did read through um, the Sports Illustrated article that was out there talking about a little bit of the behind the scenes of the sale. They said the sale was down to WWE and Ring of Honor. And one of the big tipping factors, despite the fact that the offer from uh, Tony Khan was better than the WWE. They said that the gesture of him sending talent and providing video packages for final battle was almost like a tipping point in the decision anyway, because he showed the respect. There were no, there were no WWE video packages, you know, guys like Rollins or other guys who had ties to ring of honor, you know, they, they didn't send anything. You know, and and from that article, they kind of said that that was a that went a long way with the uh, people in Ring of Honor to kind of show yeah. that, you know, there was that respect there. I mean, let's be clear. If Tony, if, if WWE bought Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor's dead. There's no mm-hmm. if, ands or buts. It's dead. It's a library added to Peacock. That's probably very hard to navigate. You're gone. Yep. Um, Tony Khan is literally the only one to buy who was willing to buy it and keep it alive as a promotion. So when Vince bought WCW, like you said, that was dead. So you, you people need to relax and understand like you want, the, it doesn't matter what form this stays alive. It's staying alive. It shouldn't like in reality, how often does it happen? that something like this stays alive. The furthermore, like you said, he grew up, he not grew up. He's but like, actually, no, he, he's young enough that part of his growing up or at least to some of his, young adult years roh was his brand roh was the thing like and you said more that probably half or more of his roster loves roh like he they're not this isn't there was never a war with roh it was never we hate roh like there is true respect there and i'm not that i'm giving tony i don't need to give him more respect because he's a billionaire he's got issues that we all agree with but you know at the end of the day you got to give the guy a little bit of time before you make any kind of judgment call. He, and I am the biggest proponent that I do not want this to all just be AEW signed talent, at least current AEW signed talent. I want this to be at least a half of a roster of previously signed ROH guys. Like I want, um, I forget what Vincent's team is called. I know Vincent, I forget the other two. I want those guys there. I want Shane Taylor promotions there. I want cheeseburger there. I want, you know, our, our friend of the show, LSG there. there. There's a couple people that I want there that I want, what you know, foundation, but all foundation members there, Bandito there. There's, there's a bunch that I want there. And then you bring in the AEW guys to let them fill it out, but you don't 
by no means do I want this to all be just AEW. That being said, until they know the the cash flow, he's going to just use AEW guys or at least put them over because he's got to figure out what kind of money he's talking. Like, right. you know, I guarantee as soon as you see that they sign a streaming deal or a TV deal, you're going to start seeing like Josh, Josh Woods assigned to, to AEW. I mean, to ROH or this person signed to ROH. Like, cause now all of a sudden you're, you're talking, but I, I think people were real, like in typical wrestling fan fashion, they refuse to like, you, you respond very emotionally, you get very angry. And it's just like, take a step back and, and look at the facts it's not even a month. What what do you expect from him? He's going to put belts on all. And again, FTR doesn't have ties. No, but they're probably the best tag team. They're, they're a top three tag team in the world. Yuta has ties. Mercedes has ties. We're keeping Gresham. Brian Cage had ties. Like all these guys have ties there. So like, it's okay. Like, let it, let it. And I just think they need to let it simmer a little bit. And, and you know, it, to, again, I just I guess saw I saw enough of it that I felt like I had a comment because it's like relax everybody. Like six months would be more like even six months they have a TV deal and it's still just the same thing. I will be annoyed. Yeah, but and again, it would go away otherwise. It was ROH was dying. The, the, everyone knew that there was that they did not have a owner who wanted them. They they couldn't figure themselves out and. It was either WWE or Tony Khan, and WWE would be the death. It it would just kill it. It, That's not even me being like, oh, WWE. They literally would be buying it just for the library. It's not in their plans. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, listen, it's... um, I'm glad that this isn't just a sale where we're killing off the brand. I think Ring of Honor deserves better than that. And the talent that's come out of Ring of Honor, no matter where they've gone, has have always, <clears throat> excuse me, stepped up and shown you what they could do. Um, this is going to be exciting, in my opinion. And I think that this show sets the tone for everything to come forward, right? So I think there were big expectations tonight. I think... Um, I think that it lived up to those expectations for maybe a part of a fan base um, that never watched Ring of Honor, and this is their first foray into it. Um, This was a good showing. I think for maybe a fan base of Ring of Honor who never saw some of the talent who had ties to Ring of Honor in the past who are now under the umbrella of AEW, this was also a good showing. And I think that... um, I think that honestly the sky's the limit for them right now. And when they get everything figured out and fans actually have the chance to go into the back catalog and look at maybe Wheeler Yuta matches in Ring of Honor or um, Samoa Joe matches in Ring of Honor or even some of Gresham's older work, um, there's going to be a lot of people who are excited to see, you know, things they were never able to see. So this is a fantastic to me, this is a fantastic sale. Um, this is, um, you know, an exciting time for this company and and for wrestling because now you essentially, you know, um, 
you know, to me, I'm trying to find the words here. I guess a company who wasn't seen as competition, right, by the other one. How can you deny that they're not competition now? To two of the, you're now the biggest other viable option buying the maybe, let's say, another top five viable option before their mm-hmm. before their break. I mean, it's fantastic. Yep. Gordon Post is asking the question: If and when they get a TV deal, where do you see them going? Schlong, I want to toss that to you first. Well, I mean, they've talked to Warner. Tony Khan's mentioned Warner Media, which makes sense. I mean, he's got show on both networks there. They have a really good relationship. I don't know if they get on TBS or TNT, but Warren, Warner owns True TV. They own however many channels. And they have HBO Max, I think, is them. And everybody's been rumored that part of what this is is to get them on HBO Max for, like, the ROH streamer library. I could see them being on, like, a sub-channel like True TV or just a streaming thing like, like HBO Max. Either way, it's a plus because ROH is very hard was very hard to find under Sinclair even though they owned fucking TV stations um they were still very hard to find i think personally i mean i guess there's nothing wrong like if they're on like a true tv or something i think hbo max would be the way to go if i'm them just because you put the it's it's very much like nxt then and i actually think as much as people want to criticize the model that nxt had with wwe originally was a very successful model sure they're on the network it's a good place for that stuff. And then, you know, so for HBO Max, you'd be like, here we have, you know, you put them on HBO Max. It gives people a reason who maybe ROH fans a reason to get HBO Max. They get the library. gives You know, it's it's it, it's cheap, cheaper programming for a streaming service that it's probably hunting for streaming. Um, but I could also see them just negotiating for one of the smaller Warner channels. Which one that is, I have absolutely no idea. What about you? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I'm sort of with you. When when NXT was really blowing up, um, I thought that they had this figured out correctly. You have it on your own streaming platform. It gives people a reason to have to buy that platform to see the show that everybody's talking about because you can't see it on TV. Then they put it on TV and things kind of fell apart and there was really no reason for you to get the network unless you wanted to watch the pay-per-views and some back catalog as well. But there wasn't this another, you know, live kind of wrestling product. It's nice when you can find these things on TV. And I like the thought of being able to find ring of honor on television because in the past, when ring of honor was on television with Sinclair, it wasn't in my market. And I believe Sinclair owned the Yes Network or owns or had ties to the Yes Network. I always thought, why can't they just put it on that goddamn channel at midnight? I'll tape it. I'll watch it. But they didn't. So it was hard to kind of get a hold of. I think if they wanted to put this on a streamer now, they could. It's more accessible when you look at things like partnering with HBO Max. You know, you can easily find that content. And I'm with you, Ryan, where... I think it's a good option for a streaming platform who just wants consistent content and a large back catalog that get people to come in to basically figure out a deal. Now, the only other problem I would have with that is would it be live or would it be pre-taped? Because I think this would be a better live show like a dynamite 
but I don't know where they can put that on television and what kind of deal would be around that. I'm sure though, I'm sure though, because I I think the first deal AEW signed was a lot of their revenue came from the ads that they were selling during their show. I'm sure you can package some of those sponsors if that's still the deal, of course. I'm sure you could package some of those sponsors where you say, oh, uh, you're buying time during Dynamite. How about you also buy time during Ring of Honor television on whatever channel? And, you know, here's your discounted ad rate or something like that, right? Um, So you could work things out like that. I just know, I just, this needs to have television time. I think that other places that have tried doing things like, you know, premium YouTube subscription or something like that, it hasn't always worked out. I don't think putting uh, Ring of Honor behind some kind of paywall like that works, but a streaming service that has all this other content that you're going to be able to watch plus the Ring of Honor product might make more sense. But I think TV is obviously your your, um, easiest barrier to entry, right? Because it's free to everybody as long as you're within the market and you have cable yeah you have one of three options you either tv is your your best and option because it's the most traditional and still earning a lot of money you then either go to tv or you go to an hbo max a a net i don't see netflix but hbo max seems to be the best one but it could be a hulu it could be whatever where they buy not only the rights to roh they get the roh library basically and probably the aew library as part of it too like you have your own network there and that would be, or if you if you cannot cut a deal, which I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Tony Khan's going to cut a deal. I think he shows himself. You you and you're going to go like a, a like a streaming route, but like YouTube or something. You got to go free YouTube. It's got to literally be yep. YouTube as YouTube's you. So it's got to be free. You're going to have to sell your own ads on there. You're going to have to you know Manscaped is going to be sponsoring ROH or something. But like right, listen. Those, 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 uh, it's the one reason I always was shocked. Now, now, dark is starting to advertise not a lot, but at least put stuff on there sometimes. I never understood it because YouTubers make a lot of money based off their ads and sponsorships. You, why these shows that get hundreds of thousands of views don't do that? I don't know. Now, I don't know what ROH will get, but the only chance ROH has of getting those type of views is if you go free, <clears throat> right? No, I agree. Uh, it, it would be, it would have to be like dark and dark elevation just free to view it can't be behind a paywall because you need the most eyes that you can get on the product right now that you could get maybe at some point it becomes so big you do put it behind a paywall but you yeah. know unless you're the, the only paywall that works you're 100 percent right is a already established streaming service where this is nice as part of the package otherwise it, it's a waste of everyone's time now, the other thing, too, don't forget, is Ring of Honor has the Honor Club, um, and they I believe they have their own sort of platform. I don't have it, but if they do have their own sort of platform, too, Ryan, that they've already established, maybe you can, u- you can use it as a backbone to retool do and not. include, well, that <laughs> would be the, but, but if, they, if they even maybe had something in the pipeline, Ryan, right? Like yeah, they were working saying, on their own platform. You it's would, only slightly better than Peacock is, I guess, my point. Well, but if you have your own thing, like the WWE Network, right, and then you at some point sell it to a larger company, right, like they did with Peacock, 
uh, or, or universal, right. And you get a huge payday and move it over to their own platform. You could do that too, but uh, I mean, you definitely, if you're Tony Khan, you definitely could go out and hire some, uh, some developers or something and be like, listen, let's, could. let's let us develop the platform and then we'll sell the platform. Right. Like, and then you, because what I never understood and not to get off topic, but it does kind of apply here is why when Peacock bought the WWE network, the rights to it, they didn't just literally take the source code, you know, the code of the WWE network and move it on. They changed everything and it looks, it's terrible now. And the WWE network was actually pretty user-friendly, pretty nice. So, you know, I, I would think if you're HBO max, if you're Paramount plus, if you're Hulu, if you're whoever, and you're going to buy these guys, if they come and say, listen, we have this awesome thing. It might make it a little easier if you're like, literally here's the, like, and if you design it with being taken in mind, it might help. I think they'll find a home somewhere that makes them money. I just can't see Tony Khan not. I think people are desperate for relatively, I don't say cheap, but moderately cost um, consistent content. Sure. And wrestling's and wrestling has consistent content and consistent. And the ROH fans are pretty diehard. I think you, I think you could make it work. Listen, what I can just tell you this wrestling is consistent week over week content new every week uh and it never ends right like it just keeps going so it seems like a no-brainer for somebody who is looking for content on a consistent basis to want to put this in their platform just seems like a no-brainer but what do i know i'm no businessman i'm sitting here for free on a friday night on the mark order podcast a bonus episode uh talking about ring of honor super card of honor and man, what a show it was. Um, Ryan, did you have anything else you wanted to, to discuss that maybe came out of the media scrum? If not, it's okay. I just want to make sure before we nope. wrap things up here. Nope, I'm good. Well then, Ryan, uh, I know it's just you and me tonight, but clearly, as we were talking before, uh, Millionaire Matt has the Shining Wizards on Monday nights around 7 o'clock. Uh, they do fantastic interviews. They've interviewed, if you go in their archives, they've got a ton of interviews with a lot of Ring of Honor talent. You can go back and listen to them. Um, uh, and they, they've they been doing this for over 10 years. So uh, every Monday night, you should check it out. It, it's, it covers the world of wrestling, not just one brand like us. Uh, but uh, check them out for sure. Uh, and give them a follow on all of their social media. Kate the Great is out and about everywhere. Check her socials for where she's going to be, because I can't keep it straight. She's doing like 95,000 podcasts this weekend. So uh, if you want to hear her talk about wrestling uh, a lot, this is the weekend to do it. Check her out on her socials. Uh, Schlong, what are you doing when you're not with us on Wednesday nights or here on a Friday? Uh, Monday nights and Tuesday nights, you can find me live tweeting Dark and Dark uh, Elevation at Mark Order Pod. The rest of the week, you can just interact with me there. Just don't be an asshole. Other than that, nothing. I don't. I don't do a million pods like uh, Kate. <laughs> Neither do I. Uh, and uh, Schlong said it. You could follow us at Mark Order Pod uh, on Twitter, but also Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and also our YouTube page. To all our friends who happen to watch our extra broadcast tonight, thank you for chatting along. Uh, and for watching us, anybody uh, who might not know, uh, we do the Mark Order podcast on Wednesday nights at 1015 after Dynamite every week. So make sure to check us out there. Uh, we do this live broadcast on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but we also put this out in podcast form after the fact. If you're listening to us in podcast form, we do appreciate you as well. 
uh, and um, uh, we ask that you subscribe, like, rate, review if you're listening in podcast form, uh, but certainly check us out in video form. Head over to our YouTube, subscribe, uh, and check us out sometimes. Oh, hey, Ryan, Kyle K. Spark said he wanted to pop in and say hi to us. Uh, they just wrapped up their post show but wanted uh, us to know he's thinking of us and enjoys our stuff. Thank you, Kyle K. Sparks. How nice of you. Kyle K. does a an ROH, actual an ROH podcast on Body Slam uh, called Code of Honor. You should all check it out if you have a, a want to know all about the history of ROH. And very fun podcast, very knowledgeable. Um, so Kyle knows a shit ton of ROH more than I could ever hope. So while we did this because it's now tied with AEW, if you want to know the backstory, what what is Joe's history with Lethal? Kyle's Kyle, you talk to Matt with us, and you talk to Kyle at Code of Honor on Body Slam. For sure, for sure. And uh, Schlong, uh, if people do go to our socials, uh, they can hit our link tree up. We have the links to all of our other platforms. Uh, you can even click the YouTube link and subscribe right there. Uh, but the biggest thing that most people do is request free stickers. Schlong, I sent out like three or four packages of stickers. Uh, this week, uh, sorry, they were delayed. Anybody who might be listening, who requested them, but all you got to do is go to our link tree in our social profiles, hit the button, leave us your name, your address, the country you live in, and then I will take care of everything else. I will pay the shipping. I will send you stickers anywhere in the world. So if you would like some of these free Mark order podcast stickers, hit up our link tree and I'll send them out to you for free. And guys, we appreciate you checking us out on a Friday night. Uh, If you enjoyed what you heard, maybe this was the first time you're listening to us because you're a Ring of Honor fan. We uh, would love if you check us out on Wednesday nights. Uh, And also anything anybody who listens to us can do to help spread the word is always appreciated. We love you guys for listening to us. We had a lot of fun here tonight. We'll be here Wednesday for the normal Mark Order podcast. And Schlong, I think I'm working on uh, trying to wrangle up Mrs. Money for Battle of the Belts 2 bonus episode. I hope Tony Nese nice wrestles. I always hope Tony Nese wrestles because then uh, she gets all, you know, giddy and excited. But, you know, he, uh, beggars can't be choosers. But we'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, so thanks for checking us out. Schlong, always fun talking wrestling with you. And uh, talking Ring of Honor was a little bit of a change for us tonight. So I can't wait to talk more Ring of Honor in the future. Yes, it's fun now that it's AEW related. We can do it. So, uh, so Schlong and good night. All right, guys. Take care. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you Wednesday night. Turn you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.